All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Welcome, everybody, to Tell Me Something Welcome. I Didn't Need to Know. Big pause. <laughs> I'm Hannah Green, Mary Swartz. And we're going to get it together. <laughs> Hang on, I need to drink. When? <laughs> I, you know, there wasn't, I didn't say we are about to, I just said we're going, that's so open-ended, mm. it could be five minutes, that's pretty lovely. five years, five decades. I'm going to, okay, so my assumption is if we don't have it together in five decades, it's never going to happen. <laughs> well, maybe when we're reincarnated. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right. So, anyway, yeah, that's who we are, that's what we do. We tell you things you didn't think you needed to know, but really, once they're in your brain, they'll never leave. Kind of like a worm. Yeah, an earworm. Yeah, so thanks for being here with us. Yes. Anybody have a uh, word of the day to start us off? Oh, yeah. I, usually I would like us to talk about what we're drinking. I thought we would do that before the story because you related it oh, to your story. Oh, that's true. Okay. So I oh, thought we'd oh, wait good, on good that. Good point. Good point. So right before your story. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, because anybody can drink water. All right. I thought we'd give, right. give us some time to make it interesting. All right. Okay. So, Mary, do you have a word of the day? I do. Scurry funge. Pardon me? Scurry funge. Spell that. S-C-U-R-R-Y-F-U-N-G-E. Scurry funge. It sounds like a pirate name. Hi, there's scurry funge over there. I do not scurry funge for Hannah. Just want you to know. She doesn't put out for me. Why <laughs> did my mind go there too? She's your sister. I hope not. All right. So the word originated in 19th century England. If that helps at all, scurry funge. Oh, I think it has to do with picking each other's zits. I think it's picking each other's eyeballs. They don't get a lot bigger. Picking each other's noses. I have to edit that shit out. Your eyes are big because I got it. And you were like, how the hell did you know? Not this time. Scurry funge. Yeah. I do not scurry funge when Hannah comes over. I do not scurry funge for Hannah. She doesn't get dressed up for me. Sometimes I don't get dressed. <laughs> you have never recorded naked. You have always had something on. May have been pajamas. So I'm going with scurry funge means you don't get all dressed up and, and fancy and, you know, play hostess. Okay. That's good. That, that's good. Okay. Well, scurry means to move fast. Funge, as everyone knows, is short for fungus. So <laughs> I think that is run fast carrying fungus. It means she doesn't clean out. It means she doesn't clean out her refrigerator for me when I come over. <laughs> nope. Scurry funge is when you um, have unexpected company coming and you run around your house like a crazy mad woman throwing shit in closets and shutting doors. All right. It's that real fast, quick clean up. When you know company's coming. All right. I had the first part. Scurry. You did. You did. The fungus part was kind of a little off, but yeah, you did have the first part. All right. I forgot that funk also means to clean. I'm going to fung up the kitchen. No, in our household, that was red. We're going to red up the kitchen. Yes, it was. 
All right, Lynn, do you have a word for us? I do. My word is snickersnee. Bless you. Snickersnee? Yeah, snicker, like the candy bar, snee. Snee. Would you like a sentence? I would love a sentence or two. The scoundrel thought better of forcing the removal of my purse upon perusal of my snickersnee. Ooh, it's her face. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, my but I wasn't, didn't want to say it. Her facial expressions. No, it was her face. (laughs) (laughs) Biceps. Biceps. All right. No, she took her top off. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need this for surgery. (laughs) You're going to need this more than I do. (laughs) Wow. All right. So the thief decided not to steal your purse when he saw your sneakers. It's a the weapon. Okay, it's a it's a sword. A lance. She's carrying the lance. It's her muscles. Her it's biceps. Her lance. It's a lance. Since you're big banana. <laughs> it is a knife used for cutting or thrusting. So mm. you were closer in a lance. It's a lance. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a sticker. Yeah. It's it's a short lance. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a large banana. Okay. He, Lance prefers to be called hype challenge, not short. I am incredibly sorry for being insensitive to height challenge weapons. <laughs> sorry, I'll try not to do it again. All right, ready? What do you got, Hannah? Xylanthrax. Spell it. Z, or sorry, excuse me, X. X. Because <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know those rarely used letters very well. <laughs> She's letter challenge. I'm letter challenge. <laughs> I also haven't had a day off in like three weeks, so I'm a little tired. You just spell it with the letter X. That's, that's <laughs> I'm getting there. Just like a signature. Just you could like make a lot of words out of an X. X Y L A N T H R A X. Xylanthrax. It's a poisonous I xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. Darn The mad parent poisons the xylophone for the children. <laughs> the teacher is done teaching music today. <laughs> Does have anthrax in it. Which so. is like a poisonous dust thing. How does a zygote have is an egg, so maybe it's a poisonous egg. <laughs> Would you like me to use it in a sentence? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Went to Meyer and I bought some xylanthrax to help make dinner with. Lettuce? <laughs> she did not like that person. <laughs> I'm not eating dinner there for a while. <laughs> I think to help it's make dinner a with. vegetable of some sort. It's a vegetable. Okay, let me reuse let me let me redo my sentence. This might help you a little. I went to Meyer to buy some xylanthrax. To cook dinner with. It could like mean anything from vegetable oil to a spatula. <laughs> I think it's natural gas. <laughs> it's like another name for a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> Only if like, you have a dog named Lexi. I guess when you're camping and you, you use that the, the propane things, the little mini propane tank. Yeah. Um now you're cooking with gas. <laughs> Thank you, DTE. <laughs> it's a poisonous 
poison used to kill irritating people that you no longer wish to cook for? Based on what Joanna said. Yeah, I was kind of like thinking that, but then I was substituting the word co-podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be our last episode. It's been fun. Jesus, I don't know what's wrong with us today. <laughs> Do you want me to tell Did you, you what? Want please. Me to start? <laughs> She'll send you a bill. Don't let her start. Am I going to like Bill? No, 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 you won't. <laughs> Please tell us what it means before we go fall down anything else. <laughs> Xylanthrax is wood charcoal. That's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the right track, though, with the propane. Yeah, yeah, you were. You were much closer than I was with the podcasters. But I purposely <laughs> picked it just because it was such, it's like, such a horrifying sounding word for yeah. such an innocent object. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Good job. Okay. I, you know, I sometimes wonder if any of our listeners really give a shit about our words for the week. <laughs> or, if it's, I think they do. or if it's all for our amusement value. <laughs> I think we should ask. We should say, do you like, we need to know. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Hannah's going to cover our drink because it goes with her story. Or, wait, you want a tidbit first or no? Sure, I have a tidbit. You okay. have a tidbit. All right. Let's do a tidbit. All right. Hit us with a tidbit, huh? So, this California company has created a vending machine. Okay? Okay, we've heard about some vending machines. Yep. This one uses robotics. <laughs> Ooh. Now, this company is called Piestro, and it is based in El Segundo, California. They have unveiled a pizza machine that builds pies to the specification of customers who can select their own crust their own sauce, their own cheese, their own toppings, and the pizza is ready start to finish in three minutes. You're making me hungry. You know how long it's been since I've had pizza? And there's a huge window. You can watch your pizza being made from start to finish. Let's go. We'll be right back, Lynn. <laughs> I'm it takes about the... It takes I about one minute for it to, to put the pizza together and two minutes for the pizza to cook. I'm scared about the cooking How time. How cook it so fast? I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. But the company only makes the vending machines. It does not actually create pizza. It is a vending machine company. But pizza brands are now placing pre-orders for the machine, which costs $100,000. I guess I'll cross that off my Christmas list. <laughs> You could buy yeah. Mary and I a joint Christmas present. We'd like a pizza vending machine, please. I will get you a pizza maker, for sure. One that makes your pizza for you. Will his That's name true. be... Pierre? <laughs> no. Sven? Machine. Luigi? Machine. Mario? <laughs> I was getting desperate. Machine. You know, I've worked in pizza places before, and no one had those names in the pizza places. <laughs> no, but my boss at the pizza place did did have a name of Bill, which, you know, I told Mary we'd send her a bill. That is true. So if you'd like to send us a pizza-making <laughs> bill, we'd be all right with that. Pizza sounds fantastic. I, I really am. want some pizza now. I do, too. 
All right, podcast over because we're going for pizza now. <laughs> yeah. You know they deliver. Okay, you you order. Okay, hold on. When Where'd you... my phone go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I lost my phone. Yeah, I'll call it. Wait a minute, I'll call it right. On, I'll call it right on here. God, because this will be fun. This will be fun when I call you. <clears throat> she was sitting on it. Hello. She hung up on me. That was very rude. <laughs> when you think of claims about Bigfoot, you might assume that they come from people who are looking for attention. There's a documentary that is a series of interviews with Missourians. Those are people that live in Missouri, who truly believe that they have seen Bigfoot themselves, and they all seem to be regular, down-to-earth people that really believe they've seen something extraordinary. The documentary was released in late 2021. Now, here's what the various people that were interviewed had to say. Matthew saw movement in the woods while he was driving. He expected to see deer come out of the trees, but instead, it was a large humanoid walking upright covered with hair. As he described it, the beast was brown as a paper bag, and the bottom of his feet were jet black as he walked. It crossed the road in front of him, and it didn't seem to be concerned that there was a vehicle approaching. Bill! Bill was camping out in Mark Twain Forest when he had his encounter. He heard a lot of sounds while he was trying to sleep, including a lot of owls. One on the other side of a cornfield seemed to be especially alarmed. So exiting his tent 20 to 25 feet from his tent, he heard large grunts coming from what sounded like a bull. He looked where the sound was coming from, and he could only see a large, tall figure. He really couldn't see detail, but he had no question in his mind. It was a Sasquatch. Bill believed that the creature did not let humans nearby at night, and he fired five warning shots approximately 12 feet over the creature's head, and that led to even more growls and threatening noises. Bill believes that there were many of these creatures in the woods, and he spent the rest of the night sitting up in his tent with his firearm, waiting for the sun to come up to pack up and leave. Mike described his first experience involved finding large footprints. The first he spotted happened right before the pandemic in March of 2020. Mike decided that he would spend time in the woods, in the wild since the woods were not shut down. So he and his son spent a lot of time in a fishing pond in the Missouri woods. They heard trees snap and they saw a large rock being thrown through the trees and no human could have thrown a rock that large. The beast was about 75 yards away from them when all of that happened. So Steve went to St. Louis one winter to visit family and he's traveling through the Mark Twain forest during this trip. He could see a huge creature that was about 75 yards away from him with snow up to its knees, but the rest of the creature just towered above. Later, he would encounter what he described as a Bigfoot while he was mountain biking at the edge of the woods. So Steve got to see him twice. And if any of this has piqued your interest or even your curiosity, you can go to YouTube and you can watch the Mark Twain National Forest Bigfoot documentary yourself. And you can decide, is there really something weird existing in the Mark Twain National Forest of Missouri? So, another little Bigfoot thing. Love it. A uh, little Bigfoot thing. A little Bigfoot thing. All right. So, we're going to go from Missouri, and we're going to go to Lancashire. Pennsylvania. Um, I think this is overseas, actually. Oh. I think this is across the pond. Overseas. I think this is somewhere in Britain. Oh. A Lancashire woman was redecorating her home. This, is, uh, this came from the Yahoo News on February 22nd of 2020. A la- listener actually sent this to me. A Lancashire woman was redecorating her home when she uncovered something amazing hiding underneath the wallpaper. Blackpool-born 
Natalie Mansfield was stripping the wallpaper of her first home in Bispam when she uncovered a hand-painted mural of fighter planes and battleships lurking underneath the wallpaper. Oh. Now, Natalie says the house dates back to 1935, and she thinks that the painting was created around this time. She was planning to turn the space into an office, but she kind of wonders, should she preserve the painting in some way? And I've seen the, it, I've seen it. It's really, it, it's just, it's cool. Right. She said it seems to go on around the other walls, but it has been painted over, painted over at some point. So she can just um, kind of make out the outlines underneath the paint that the people put on it. Right. She says that she moved in earlier in February. She wanted to redecorate the room. She um, hasn't really decided what she wants to do next, whether she wants to preserve it, restore it, or to just decorate like she was planning on doing. <clears throat> so Natalie, who's 30 years old, posted the images to a Facebook group. Um, lots and lots of people have commented on her photos. And she feels like it's really nice to have a piece of history on her walls, which I think would be kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. She was only planning think- on, uh, she was planning on replacing the wallpaper because it was peeling. But as she started peeling the old wallpaper away, she realized there was a painting underneath and she, like the rest of us, ended up doing the whole wall. <clears throat> the colors in it are lovely. Um, she wonders about the history. She wonders about who painted it. And that's kind of what I do. The uh, mural is hand painted. It measures about eight feet by six feet and it actually depicts a, world, a scene from World War II. And from what I saw, the, the mural seems to continue onto adjoining walls. But as I said, these were painted over by previous owners, so you really can't see much else, which is kind of, in my opinion, sad. A little bit, but still kind of cool. I think that's very cool. It is. I like it when people find things under wallpaper. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know if you know this, but when Han and I were traveling, I think it was two years ago, we visited, we visited a haunted Victorian mansion. Yes. We both had little experiences there, but that's not what this is about. Um, one of the things that we've learned in this mansion was way back in the 1800s when builders and decorators would come in and they would build the homes or they would decorate the homes, they would actually leave like a two-by-two two square undone of like the wallpaper or the wall covering, and they would actually sign it and date it. And if the homeowner didn't pay them in the entirety, they would not cover that up. And they would put it in a very prominent spot, like when you first come in the door. So if people wanted others to think highly of them, then they would make sure that their house and their decorating had been paid for so that that got covered up. That's a very interesting idea. Yeah, we actually saw one of those, and it was super cool. It was underneath the wallpaper, and and the, I think it was the builder had signed it and dated it. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, It is super cool. So one of the well, other if you saw it, then that means that they didn't pay, right? No, they did pay, but it was uncovered during restoration. Oh, yes. got it, got it, got it. Sorry. Yes. So a few years back, I actually had the privilege of working on a Habitat for Humanity home, helping to build one. And one of the Did real... you sign it? One of the really, really cool things is down in the basement um, where the beams were still exposed. People who worked on it left messages of blessing and encouragement to the family and signed it. And that is cool. It. That is super cool. Yeah. So it okay. was a really amazing experience. But yeah. Okay. All right. What are we drinking? Okay. Hey, I'm not hungry or anything. Thanks for asking what I wanted. All right. Great food, banana girl. Well, we have two kinds of pizza on the mm. way. 
get in your car and head over. We'll share. All right, so today we are drinking um, a Welsh mojito. Love a mojito. Now, <clears throat> this mojito is made with fresh mint, simple syrup, strawberries, raspberries, fresh lime juice, white rum, and it said to top it off with lemonade. We chose to use a little white wine. Of course. Um, so, of course, you muddle it all together, all the fresh ingredients. You put your ice in there. Then you put your rum, and then you top it off with the wine or the lemonade. Stir it thoroughly and enjoy, enjoy. They're beautiful. <clears throat> they are beautiful. They are so beautiful. Yeah, and they are very tasty. Hell yeah, they are. Lynn, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking water. Because it's warm and she is dehydrated because she lives in the state of sun. I am. I am. I am very, this morning I could tell that I was very dehydrated and was like, oh, I should probably drink more water throughout the day. You know what? Nothing wrong with that. Now, there is a reason that I chose the particular drink that we're drinking today. It's a Welsh mojito. So today our story takes place in Wales. Now... It's a whale of a tail. <laughs> God bless, Lynn. If you were raised like we were, you have probably been to your share of church festivals. Mm -hmm. And even if you weren't raised going to church every Sunday, there's still a pretty good chance that at some point in your life, you have been to a festival or an event that was sponsored by a church. A lot of churches put on events for their local communities. No church attendance is required. So perhaps you've attended a local picnic, an Easter egg hunt, a trunk or treat, um, a community yard sale, a spring festival or a fair. Strawberries or blueberries, anyone? Yummy. Um, perhaps you've been to a bingo night or even just a benefit of some sort for someone in the community. I can absolutely guarantee that no matter what manner of church get together you've been to, it cannot possibly hold a candle to the long-forgotten Welsh festival of Gwil Mabson. <laughs> okay. I'm a little scared, but okay. All right. This traditional festival of Wales history translated to the Feast of the Patron. This festival was held individually in each parish to honor their native patron saint. They would gather to pray and eat together. Now, the first mention of this gathering has been found as far back as 1470. Holy cow. Yeah. Crazy. It's like, we're like talking about, yes, we're talking about a long, long yeah. time ago. Originally, Will Mabsent was held based on Saints Day, according to the official Catholic Saints calendar. But after some changes to the way the calendar was rendered by the Church of England, the date became a bit more fluid. The best that I could determine from the records that I was able to find, the festival after the change was typically held at some point in February, but not on the exact same date by each parish. Each parish kind of did their own thing. They just picked their own thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, the festival ranged anywhere from three to seven days, again varying by parish. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, at some point in history there began to be a shift in the festival it became less about prayer and honor of the local patron saint and it became more about social fun when i say social fun i mean 
festivities that would make frat boys in the U.S. jealous. Wow. Food. We like food. As much alcohol as a person could consume. <gasps> That'll make a frat boy jealous. <laughs> and of course, what would a festival be without recreational activities? What kind of recreation are we talking about? <laughs> Lynn, Lynn, yeah. get your banana. Get ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm taking notes. <laughs> so by the 19th century, Will Mabson was a festival where you could eat, get drunk for days on end, and play socially irresponsible games. Hot pudding eating? What? What? Hot pudding eating? Hot pudding eating. I didn't know eating hot pudding was socially irresponsible. It's a game. Guilty! Is it a game? No, it's a game. How hot was the pudding? How hot Do you was like play like quarter bounce with the pudding? Uh, no, I think we're talking like boiling. Oh. We're not talking about, oh, this is warm and lovely. <laughs> we're talking about, holy shit, this is leaving blisters in my mouth, hot pudding. And they okay. call that socially so irresponsible? If you're, if you're not putting it on other people. And if you're, you're not putting it thing. on other people. <laughs> well done, listen. Now, there, okay. were, there were grinning contests for the old women where they had to make faces and hold them in place for as long as they could. <laughs> now hold that face and don't move. She lost. <laughs> Cockfighting. Yes. Animals. <laughs> no, put the bananas away. We're talking about animals. <laughs> oh, God. That's better than pissing contests. <laughs> Somehow when she said religion, I thought she was going to be serious about this shit. I am. Oh, God. Bando, which is something like a cross between field hockey and lacrosse with clubs. Right, so you give drunk men sticks. <laughs> and let them run around on a field and chase each other and try to whack a ball. Yes. Whack a ball? <laughs> <laughs> with their own stick. This is where the cockfighting comes in. My face hurts. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> it's killing me too. <laughs> Running races, which made me think of the Olympics and the story that you did with the arsenic and the strychnine and the yep, yep, the yep, egg yep. whites. Don't forget your egg yep. whites. It's an important part of the. Yep. Okay. Um. An activity called fives, which is similar to handball or racquetball. Okay. Now imagine that we, we're all shit-faced at this point. We're not, but yeah, we're having a good time. Okay. Early we're running around in rackets. Early versions of football, also not known as soccer. And of course, don't miss out on the blindfolded wheelbarrow driving. <laughs> I would so put a blindfold on and put you in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> no. So the person pushing it is blindfolded, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. But what, and, and drunk. <laughs> but what's the fun of games if you can't win prizes? Oh, yeah. Oh, what, do we, what do we win? What do we win? You what did. We you did okay. win prizes. All right. What are we winning? And the prizes weren't just goldfish in a bag or a cake made by the local church grandma. 
Okay, what are we in? Some of the prizes included things like a new smock and petticoat for a woman. Ooh. Or silver tablespoons. Ooh. We're talking nice prizes here. Well, we're, we're moving up in the world now. And of course, you could always win money. Because... When, when you come to Michigan with Brendan, can we blindfold wheelbarrow race, Lynn? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We absolutely can. I am excited. Okay. So excited for this. this I think it's an awesome idea. I do. I do. Yes. Maybe we should do it with empty wheelbarrows, though. No, no, because I figure oh, the person in the wheelbarrow is the guider. They guide us. They tell us left or right. <laughs> if you are the one in the wheelbarrow and you get hurt, it's your own fault. Yeah. You can guide well enough. And wait. Of destiny. And if they hit something and you fall out and they can't figure it out, they're kind of screwed. I just feel like uh, they would notice the difference. They're drunk. It's iffy. Oh, I'm pushing, not Brendan. Ooh, that's a good question. She's going to have to push Brendan. I'm and she's that. blindfolded no, and he has to guide her. And she's drunk. And she's drunk. I think you and I are going to win. It's iffy. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a good idea. I like if this today is an example, that's real iffy. So Nothing can go wrong. Of course, you could win money because... Gambling on the outcome of anything that was happening at the festivals was not only allowed, but seems to have been encouraged. All right. Will Mabson was one of the most popular festivals found in rural Wales. I wonder why. These festivals were planned by the parish councils, mostly in bars. And just so you're aware, when we say a parish, we're not talking about a church. A parish is, thing. A parish is like a community. Yeah. So it might be a few hundred people in a parish, or it might be 10,000 people in a parish. Each community had their own church and their own festival. You could go from parish to parish. For the whole fucking month. I yeah. like it. The games and the unwritten rules were agreed upon, mostly in bars. How exactly do you agree upon an unwritten rule? And the rules varied from parish to parish. Which definitely led to some arguments. Okay. Because, you know, we're all shit-faced, and we won the wheelbarrow race in that parish, but the rules in this parish are different, and we didn't win, <laughs> and now we're angry. Okay. So imagine that. Religion, alcohol, and unwritten rules that change. Can't see any problems here, can you? No. Nope. What could possibly go wrong? Well, that's Brendan. Now, these... What could go wrong? We could run out of alcohol. No, the organist. It has to do with the person who plays the organ. Oh, what about her? Uh, she couldn't get her organ out there, and everyone was sad because there was no organ music. That's what's going to go wrong. I can um, tell. Okay. All if right. there's no organ out there, then you can't have your cockfight. <laughs> <laughs> Does the organist facilitate the cockfight? Oh, because the cockfight... Needs an organ. I, I'm aware, which is why I asked. Does the organist facilitate the cockfight? Well, maybe she's really hot. Now, these festivals became almost a source of pride for the parishes as they gained reputations for their rowdiness, which attracted more people to their festivals. We're already in on it, okay? Right? They've already got us hooked. Honestly, I have realized this is where they're all going wrong right now. I've heard that church attendance has been going down, right? 
Yes. And they want to attract younger people. They I need think better they festivals. They put it on YouTube. They put it on uh, TikTok, on Instagram. They need a, they need a festival. They <clears throat> we could start our own church. It doesn't take much. Trust me. The religious leaders were, of course, dismayed by the path that their beloved festival of devotion to their patron saints had taken on. Where had the prayer gone? The reverence. Please, God, don't let me get mud on my face. This was sacrilegious. <laughs> they were outraged. In 1779, Thomas Charles, an eminent religious leader, described Wales as sunk in superstition and vice. Ooh. Sounds like my kind of place. I was just thinking that. <laughs> and but it sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like your kind of place. <laughs> and as with most things, by the 1860s, after 400 years, Will Mabson was mostly absent. Wow, that's sad. From the parish communities. That's very sad. Today it is it merely a story. What? It was all downhill from there. Today it is merely a story that people share, perhaps over a beer and a brat at their local church picnic. That's fun. <clears throat> that was the fun. The weirdest thing while you were telling that story, my water turned to wine. That <laughs> is amazing. Amazing. <clears throat> that is amazing. What kind of wine are you drinking now? Frostbite. <laughs> it's a lovely wine from St. Julian. It came in my uh, my wine club packet <clears throat> box. And I love it. She gets a Very wine nice club packet. Cake. Yeah. I do. Just just a packet, though. Just a packet? Okay, it's a case, a box. It's 10 <laughs> bottles of wine. Did you just say 10 bottles of wine? Yeah. Yeah, I get 10 because I want to pay for shipping. Uh, no, I said many. We appreciate yes, everybody who stopped by and spent part of their day with us. I hope you had as much fun as we did. We it hope was... that you laughed until you cried like oh, we did. It was definitely a lot of laughter today. I hope this brought you closer to God. <laughs> I'll drink to that. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know, which is, you know, has all of our links in there. You can find us, tmsidntk at gmail.com if you need to, if you feel like emailing us. And we are also on Twitter at tmsidntk. If you have any suggestions, ideas, comments, feel free. Share them with us. We love the ideas we get from our listeners. And if you enjoyed our your short stop with us today, Feel free to follow the podcast if you do not already. Leave us a rating and a review. Feel free to share it. Feel free to share any of our posts. We don't have a problem with that. And if you have your own podcast and you want to cross-advertise, hit us up and let us know. We're very much into supporting each other. So, ladies, any final thoughts? Oh, I have. I actually kind of have two. The first is Did they actually hurt? from the Bible. Oh. I have a Bible quote for you. Uh-oh. She's bringing the Bible in. from the song. <laughs> 133 verse 1. Uh oh. It says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. I feel like those people were living together in unity. Which leads me to thinking about a parish that cockfights together stays together. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> you left Hannah speechless again. Excellent. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. We love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.